welcome to the podcast. This is our first one, uh, and we're actually not even really sure what we're calling this yet. Um, but uh, my name is Shane McDowell, and next to me I have Chris Reed, Christopher James Reed. If you don't mind putting me putting your personal info out there, uh, Pastor CJ and other circles. Um, yeah, so we've actually been. Well, I wouldn't say we. This is maybe more something that I've personally been thinking about, uh, putting out a podcast um, about some of the, I guess you could say the deeper, the deeper questions in life, um, you know, meaning of life, existence of God, why we're here, what is truth, uh, all of those good things, uh, but maybe a little more in, uh, in a practical sense. Um, and, you know, you might be wondering why why should it be us these two gentlemen talking about this um so uh chris maybe you could you could tell the listeners a little bit um a little bit about what it is that we that we do we engage in conversations with people on a daily basis pretty much about um the existence of god um why is there suffering uh is there absolute truth is everything relative uh, things like principles and relationships uh, is there a life after this one uh, exist existential questions these are the things that we ha- we engage in conversation multiple times in a day uh, with many different people mm-hmm. uh, I work in Christian ministry but more than half of the conversations that I have are with people who either are trying to find a faith or do not have a faith at all so it's not at all in an exclusively Christian context that we have these conversations. And they usually are asking all kinds of these life questions from many different perspectives of life. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it would be probably safe to say for both of us that, you know, for us both working in ministry, that it's way more of a calling than a job. It's something that we both... Uh, really have a lot of passion for, and we really enjoy talking about these questions. And and I I might even go so far as to say that I'd sometimes, um, you know, this might be a too big of a generalization, but I'd rather I'd rather talk to an atheist than than someone who already believes in God, because uh, you know there's there's a, a just a lot of um, great things to engage in uh, when when you start really discussing some of these deeper deeper questions in life. Um, and we've we've both been active in ministry, um, and and you know, with those things being said, uh, we truly believe that there are that there are real solid answers to to a lot of those critical questions that that people may have, um, and especially living and working where we do in Stockholm, Sweden. Um, you know, I, Chris, you can correct me, you know, with with what you think, but I, I would um, I would say. Easily, most of the people that that we talk to, that we run into out on the street, uh, you know, f- some of the friends that we have that don't go to church, most of them are are atheists. Yes, I'd agree with that. Um, uh, uh, or they would claim to be agnostic that they're not even sure that they you can know. Sure. Yeah, but that to run into somebody who actually has a straight up faith in God and would even use the term God is rather unusual. Um, people might admit there's some kind of higher power, uh, some creative thought or energy, um, and that's even a minority view. 
I would say, where we are. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just if you're, if you're listening out there uh, and you're wondering, okay, is this, is, this, is this sort of a thing for me or not? Um, kind of my vision with this podcast is, is a bit twofold, um, both for those of you who maybe already have a faith and also for those of you who don't. Uh, for those of you who might be seeking and searching for answers to the to these questions, you know, for those of you who who have a faith, I know how it was for me um, growing up in um, in America, you know, in Virginia, which is kind of what we would call the top of the Bible Belt. Um, most people would claim that they believe in God, and um, and, and a fair amount of those people would be somewhat active in some sort of uh, spiritual religious activity. Um, but nonetheless, you know, it, it, was more, it was more strange to run into someone who didn't believe in God. So I remember moving here and just feeling like, I have not seen life from this perspective. I have not thought of these questions for myself, questions that I was running into um, from my friends who, who were atheist or agnostic or, you know, somewhere along that spectrum. Um, so hopefully, you know, this can be, this can be something for, for those of you who have a faith that you can find this helpful as a, as a resource and even strengthen the faith that you do have. Um, and, and even being able just to in, engage in, in a sort of different type of critical thinking uh, that I believe can truly um, strengthen your faith, um, build a stronger foundation on which to stand. Uh, and then for, for those of you who don't have a faith, one of the things that I've realized, maybe realized is actually the wrong word, one of the things that I've um, experienced is that a lot of my friends who don't have a belief in God and who don't have any sort of faith would actually like one. They, they can see the, some of the logic in it. They can see um, why, why man um, should have something to believe in. Um, but they haven't found the answers. Um, they've, they've been, you know, perhaps a bit frustrated and not been able to, to get answers to those questions. Um, well, we feel like just through the many conversations we've had that, you know, they, there actually are answers out there. Um, so, so hopefully we can, we can put those out there and, and you know, give people something, something to chew on, uh, some, some, some tangible uh, facts and, and perspectives uh, that can be helpful. Now. Who are we and why should you listen? Good question, if you're asking that at home. Um, what I can say is, well, you know, while I've been at this for, what is it, almost eight years now, um, and Chris, you've been a, a, a pretty big mentor figure in, 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 in all of this, um, you've been working 30, 30 plus years in ministry? 36 36 years, yes. And I had, I got my start originally here in Stockholm. So my very, I cut my teeth try, trying to learn Christian ministry surrounded with um, atheism. <laughs> so that was, that was the start. Um, and I think that what we'll be using as a basis for a lot of the podcasts to come are the questions that we've run into with people, real people, um, the questions we've had to answer. Um, that were like blocking the way to faith or really people getting stuck, getting hung up on these kind of questions, that, things that had real importance to them. And secondly, um, my own journey, I was raised in a conservative Christian home um, 
and I went the route of what a lot of Swedes used to do, get confirmed in a Lutheran church. But my confirmation at the end of that, I actually um, took a stand against the Bible and against Christianity because my deeper questions like, if there is a God who really cares, why is there so much suffering in the world? Um, If there's a God who created everything, well, that would, of course, include evil. And what kind of God creates evil that's a good God? And um, why are there so many other religions out there? And am I just a product of my own time and place? And Hmm. if I had been raised in, you know, Tibet, I'd have been a Buddhist or, or something like that. So I had to wrestle through. I never doubted that there was a creator, but I did not think that he was found or she or it was found in any one religion. But by studying all the religions, if I could figure out what's true in each one of them, put that together, and that might be the God or the thought behind it, the logos behind everything. Well, and and even as you're in, in the midst of that story, which, you know, I want to hear, or I think people listening should hear the rest of it, I would say that's a fairly a fairly common thought that even I run into, that, you know, there there does exist some sort of creator and there's probably, you know, he's he's probably sprinkled in the mixture or, or some sort of, you know, uh, um, algorithm in all these different world religions. He's probably, there's pieces of him everywhere. Um, but you came to a different conclusion um, than that one. Well, yeah, the, the, one of the things that uh, I had read a, a fair bit of philosophy and uh, logic and things like that, but it doesn't take very long to be reading the different, you could read the Quran, you could read the Bhagavad Gita, which I've read both of those. Then you have the Bible, and you have the Jewish scriptures, and then the Christian scriptures, and um, uh, a lot of Yang Yin and Confucian philosophy. But you, you run into some fairly large contradictions fairly quickly. And the saying that people like to throw around today, where they say, well, pretty much all religions are saying the same thing, or they lead the same place. I can say that that is a gross twisting of the facts. You can't have one religion says you have no soul at all. The other one says you're part of a collective soul. Uh, and another one says... Great band, by the way. Sorry. Collective soul. <laughs> then you... The other one says every, that you have your own individual soul and you're accountable for your own individual self. Uh, these are... You can't say, yes, there's a soul. No, there's not a soul. And both are true. That that's, can't be the case. That's just one example of many. Um, one God, many gods. That's another example right there. So I ran into either God's a schizophrenic, or he's in one religion, or he's in none of the religions. That was my first stepping stone as I began seeking and really reading through these texts and discussing with folks. Okay. And, and you know, if we can... Um... Yeah, I think that's a good a good launching point. I mean, what was it then for you? Maybe without getting into too specifics, I mean, what what was what was your story? When did when did you go on that go on that path? Like, when did you start down that path, and and when did you arrive at your conclusion? And um, you know, how how did that happen? Well, going down that path started pretty much my last uh, couple of years of high school. And I did a lot of what was called independent study. So I had a lot of time on my own hands to read whatever I wanted to read. And that's when I read a lot of these other texts. And I took the time to actually go and meet um, some Buddhist monks and talk about Buddhism directly with them. Uh, I had an imam in uh, Islam who was like a 
the equivalent of a, a pastor or a minister in Islam teaching me the Quran, and I asked a bunch of questions about that as I was going through. Um, and then a lot of my own reading on the side and philosophy and things like that. Uh, how, the, how I came to the conclusion of one God and why I believe in now the God of the Bible, why I believe the Bible is true, um, why I believe there's actual facts that it would take more faith not to believe these things than to believe it. Um, and finally, the conviction that Jesus actually was an historic figure and did the things that are recorded in the Bible, and thus proving that he actually is not just a human being, but God. All of those were pieces in the journey, which are separate podcasts in the future, maybe even several podcasts for each one of those pieces. But I do think that there's real, real evidence and real logical um, reasoning behind each of those things. It's not that you just have to throw your hands up in the air and shout hallelujah and believe. Uh, it's far from that. Um, and my, I actually came to faith. I became a Christian when I was studying to be an electrical engineer. So it was a lot of physics, a lot of chemistry, calculus, very science-oriented. So I could not just believe stuff that contradicted known science. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say then you were maybe never quite an atheist or maybe on more agnostic or how would have you before you came to that conclusion how would have you described yourself because it sounds like you were searching uh, for something you know if you're visiting monks and, and imams and all these things um, is that fair to say yeah uh, well what i would call myself i didn't know the word then but through my own study i, I realized oh i'm a deist which means i believed in a god um, creative, I would have said a creative force that had personality and intelligence. And I wasn't sure if that force was still involved, actively involved. Because when I looked around and I saw all the evil and pain and suffering, I thought maybe this, this force started things, set it in motion, and then just walked away. Um, so that's kind of where I was starting from, but not a, a, ever an atheistic point of view. Okay. Okay, fair enough. And so you studied, what was it, electrical engineering um, at... Northeastern University in Boston. Northeastern, okay. So how did, it, uh, how did it come to pass then that you ended up, ended up there? Because that's where you ended up becoming a Christian. Right. Yeah, well, that's a long story. But I, uh, I was supposed to play soccer at university level, uh, and I had some offers for scholarships. And before I signed off on anything, I really ruined my ankle um, in a sports accident during track and field. So I had to figure out a place where I could go and do cooperative education, where I could, you know, do some kind of internship on the side of my studies that would pay more than, you know, making pizzas or working at McDonald's, or otherwise I couldn't work my way through school. And that ended me up at Northeastern, which is a fantastic cooperative education school. And okay. Good, good at engineering, so that's how that happened. And I know you won't say this, so um, I'll just throw it out there for you. You also were accepted into the Naval Academy. Is that correct? Um, was it? I, I was recruited for the Naval Academy. You were recruited, okay, and and also early admittance at MIT. Right. That's right. Okay. Um, so you, I think it's safe to say that you 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 used your intellectual. Um, your intellectual abilities, in some sense, to arrive at the conclusion you know that you're at today. Um, it was very much a well thought, well well searched um, conclusion. 
yeah, I, I would actually even say that when I was when I started delving more into what's behind the Bible, why trust the Bible, I did not like the conclusions that I was drawing because I was not in favor of that book seeming to be true because uh, there's there's some challenges with that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm happy about it now, but it was a, a, a grudging um, discovery at the time. I would say. Sure, sure. Yeah, there's a that that journey from head to heart can be uh, one of personal responsibility, but uh, we can get into that 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 whole bit later. Okay, so you uh, you become a Christian when you're at university um, in Northeastern at Northeastern in Boston, and that year was oh 1981. Was it? Not, I thought it was 86. No, 86 is when I got married. You got married in 86. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and you so you came over to Stockholm uh to start working in ministry. Mm-hmm. Um what what was it that led from becoming a Christian to actually, you know, giving up uh giving up your job, giving up that career path and and deciding to pretty much be a missionary? Well, the, at the time um when I was wrestling through these questions, I became a Christian. And so that wasn't planned. Now, I'd gotten my most recent internship was with a company that was the uh, did research and development for what was called the MX missile back in the time. And that was a, a nuclear warhead, um, first attack ability from long-range missile. And uh, it demanded the best of my intellectual abilities to really be working in that company on that particular project. And I thought to myself, do I really want my intellectual powers going to refining better ways to kill people on a massive scale? So I'm not saying that um, military or defense is, is wrong or something like that. But for me, if I was going to pour my energies and my talents into something, I would rather have something that's much more creative and, and helpful and bringing people together. So I began questioning my whole path. And that's at the same time that I... A uh, friend of mine, Andy Fleming, was going to be coming to Sweden to start a church. So why don't you try an internship to learn about maybe working with youth in a church setting uh, while you're figuring out your career? And that's kind of how that started. Um, so that was the transition, I'd say. Okay. Okay. So you moved to Sweden. Um, was it Stockholm or Uppsala or Gothenburg in the start? In the start, we were living in Gothenburg. Okay. Yeah, that's where I learned Swedish. Okay, Gothenburg at first, um, and uh, and then you end up uh, in Stockholm. Uh, really, are, are a helpful a helpful piece in getting getting a church started uh, from the ground up. Uh, and then from there, you've been doing uh, different Christian ministry in how many countries? How many cities? Well, from Stockholm, we went to Philadelphia. And then from Philadelphia, we went no, to... No, Copenhagen, right? Oh, right. That's yeah. right. I even forget myself. Yeah, we went from here to Copenhagen. Uh, I love Denmark. Fantastic country, fantastic people. Uh, and then from Denmark, we went to Philadelphia and did a variety of different kind of ministry there, from prison stuff to inner city, really incredible stuff. Well, and let, let me just cut you off there. I mean, talk a little bit about that, because there were some pretty... I mean, that must have been an amazing time with being able to um, work with people coming from uh, different drug addiction backgrounds to helping to see hope worldwide started. Um, t- 
tell tell people a little bit about that time. Well, yeah, it was um, friends of mine, Bob and Pat Gempel. Bob has has uh, actually left the earth uh, about not quite a year ago now. But we had the privilege with them to start the American side of what's become an international charity, Hope Worldwide. Uh, with the very first project, we worked in um, North Philly uh, ghetto and built a medical clinic for the uninsured, which is a real big problem in America. And this was specifically homeless people, drug addicts and alcoholics, and specifically targeting their children. Because they, there's a lot of children born to homeless people, and they have absolutely, they're not on any um, files anywhere or whatever. So this, this was a real big project that we did there for them. That was great. And we worked also, I worked in the prisons, um, people that were um, in for life. Uh, it was, that was an incredible time to meet prisoners and to talk in a faith environment with them. So yeah, uh, and then from, from Philadelphia, we went to uh, Baltimore and then for, to Washington, D.C., um, worked with the, in those cities for a number of years, and from there went to Denver, Colorado, and then finally back to Stockholm, uh, getting here about 11 years ago. Okay. Okay, so you've had quite, quite the journey. Um, probably... I think, I think one of the things maybe being able, especially for people like us who uh, have been in both the U.S. and then now um, in, in Sweden, um, you can, I think that can maybe help to see uh, things from, it, it can widen your perspective, um, I'm sure. Mm. Um, now, with that being said, um, if you were to estimate, and, you know, it's probably so hard at this point, but how many people would you guess, you know, ballpark, that you've sat down with, you know, with, with an open Bible, with, you know, um, you know, really digging into these, these kind of life questions um, over those 30-plus years. How many would you how, guess? How many conversations about the, the questions we're going to take up in this podcast in this time? Well, yeah, well, I would say not even total conversations, but just more, maybe more the in-depth ones. Okay. Like just, actually, there's a real back and forth. Okay, in-depth conversations. My goodness. I would have to guess something like, um, oh man, thirty thousand people, maybe. That's probably conservative estimate, yeah, because it's been, like I said, thirty-six years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I have, I have something like that down in my notes, um, and that's, you know, that's not surprising because I mean, it, you know, in in addition to the people that you know we have some of these in-depth conversations with there's there's also you know just people people that you meet as you're out and about um striking up conversations as well i mean i, I would assume even that number um probably i mean what would you say a hundred well, i mean plus thousand oh man yeah because out and about people would be shocked at how how quickly you can get deep with somebody you don't even know if you work on how to ask questions and how to actively listen. Hmm. Uh, and I've learned a lot, maybe even more, from talking to people than from reading books. But these kind of discussions, like you get into something like the origin of evil in um, an eight-minute conversation on the sidewalk with somebody. And those kind of conversations, it's easily been, I would say, 100 plus thousand. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, and I think that's maybe a good way to kind of round things off and tie things tie things together here for us. 
that's I think it's safe to say that's a little bit what we're what we're hoping for um, is to be able to engage in those sorts of conversations um, just with people over the over the the internet um, because you know I think it shows if you can stop a random person talk to a random person about these sorts of things um, pe- people want to know pe- people are looking and deep down that's right I believe that I I believe that if somebody's an atheist. Um, they maybe didn't get good answers for their questions, or they were asking the wrong questions, or they didn't know where to look, or they didn't know what is evidence. It might take a different form than what you're expecting. And honestly, the people that I know who've come from no faith to faith, it, they are so grateful to having found a faith. It's not been um, a burden. It's been a, a great joy. So, of course, we want to spread a lot of joy at the same time, good reason for faith. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think in addition to that, it, would you, is it safe to say that you can't really ever expect 100% empirical evidence for, for example, the existence of God? Would you agree with that? Right, I'd agree. And, and I think that that's part of the whole idea of this relationship with God instead of just a conviction. Because I look at my wife of 34 years, I, it took a lot of faith on her part to, mar- <laughs> to marry me, right? Like she didn't have any empirical evidence all these years ago that we'd stay together, that I wouldn't end up being some kind of a jerk to her or, or anything. She had to take a lot of stuff in faith. And I think faith is part of a deep and meaningful love relationship or even friendship. And so therefore, God does not want to take faith out of the equation so that it is actually a living um, meaningful relationship and not just some conviction. Okay. Okay. So maybe, maybe we can round things off by giving, uh, you know, get, give us a taste. Uh, what, what kind of things, uh, you know, can we be throwing out there? What, what are, what, what should we, you know, you and I be talking about and, and, you know, what can someone, if they're an atheist out there, uh, what are some sort of, uh, hints that you could be looking for? Well, we'll get into that even more than the next time we talk, but we're going to talk about, I'd like to talk about um, correct thinking. There are some tools from logic and from Aristotle that really help us to know, doesn't, it does not ever prove truth, but it proves correct and incorrect thinking. And with a look at that, we're going to be looking at things like how tenable is um, agnosticism or pluralism or uh, relativism, all Pre- these kind of things. It's just hypothetically tenable. Uh, pretend I don't know what that means. Oh, uh, i.e., I don't. I don't know what that means. We, we we would like to look at how how solid and lo- how logically sound the worldview of being an agnostic is, or the worldview of pluralism, which means all roads lead to the same place, and that all all views are equally valid. Relativism that everything, uh, there is no absolute truth, that it's just what's true to you might not be true to the other person. We're going to look at how logically sound are these worldviews and ideas. Um, that's going to be a good starting place, and th- then we'll, we'll develop other things like um, what could be other evidences for uh, a, a supreme being out there, since we can't take a fingerprint, since we can't take a photograph, what might be some other forms of evidence 
that there is a supernatural uh, fingerprints in this universe that are of a different form. Um, then wa- narrowing it down a little bit more, um, what, why specifically would there be a, a God in any of the world religions that we have? And why specifically maybe the Bible? What's unusual about the Bible? Is there evidence for and against the Bible? Does it contradict itself? These sorts of things. Um, then we're going to eventually look at some spe- very specific stuff about this historic figure, Jesus Christ. What, is, what do we know about the historic Jesus? Even, like I did a series of lectures at the Reykjavik University a few years back, um, what will we know historically about Jesus if we did not have the Bible? By real historical sources outside of the Bible. That's a good one. Yeah. So these sorts of things we'll be building toward as as we go along. And then maybe if we get other questions, if we get feedback, we'll take a little detour from what we had planned to say and maybe ask if we get a a preponderance of a particular question uh, that we delve into that as as another kind of a podcast. Awesome. Awesome. That'll be great. I think... um... I look forward to you know these conversations, and uh, and I'll I'll kind of be here um, just so all the listeners know uh, both sort of as a as a host figure, but also uh, you know playing a little bit of a devil's advocate because you know these are surely questions that that you know you might be thinking as you're listening, and uh, and I've certainly had, we've all certainly had, uh, but I think um, you know one of the great ways in engaging in these in these sort of questions is exactly like we've been talking about conversation uh, you know the two of us sitting here having a conversation uh, and hopefully you guys listening uh, can feel very much a part of that and uh, and you know as as chris was saying uh, we are more than open for feedback and questions and thoughts and in uh, any of these um, anything that can kind of help to guide and, and steer where we're going with this um, so I think that's probably a pretty good place to to round off for the day. Uh, so hopefully we'll be coming out. You know, there will be more episodes uh, already as you're listening to this one. If not, uh, stay tuned and we will get back with these extremely exciting life questions, faith questions, existential questions as soon as we can. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Shane.